You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we're taking a look at the New Orleans Saints interior defensive line. David Onyemata's suspension bringing in more questions for the defense. So we're going to break down the defensive tackle group, take a look at who's gone, who's new, who may still be on the way, and who's going to remain all on today's episode. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com and Tuesday co-host over in the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, family, let's go ahead and dive right into today's episode of Locked On Saints. Just a reminder, we're here with you five days a week, every single week here as we get closer and closer to training camp just about a week away. We're getting super close. Some teams already reporting. But we got to dive into the news here and talk a little bit about this defensive tackle spot for the New Orleans Saints because we got the news last week on Friday. David Onyemata suspended for six games going into the 2021 season after testing positive for banned substances, confirmed PED substances, according to the NFL's statement. So with that, that means that the New Orleans Saints will be without their star defensive tackle. Remember, Sheldon Rankins already departed this offseason. So they'll be without their star defensive tackle and presumed number one guy when it comes to the position in David Onyemata for the first six games, which will include going up against running backs such as Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, and the run game that's led by the uh, by Chris Carson over in Seattle on that Monday night game, the final game of David Onyemata's suspension. Now, at the beginning of the season, he will not count against the 53-man roster, so the Saints will have a roster exemption there. They'll be able to add another player and then carry David Onyemata throughout his suspension and then activate him and remove a player after he is eligible to return before the Buccaneers game in week eight. However, uh, the big thing to also keep in mind that is that he can participate uh, during the preseason games as well as during training camp. So he can still work out with the team, get ready with the team, get in rhythm with the team. He just won't be available for them at the beginning of the season. So let's talk about what else they've lost on the defensive line. Then we'll turn the page to uh, who's new and who's returning. And then we'll take a look at who will remain, or at least a projection of who will remain looking ahead and any new additions if those are necessary. So let's go ahead and jump first into who is gone. We'll start off with Sheldon Rankins, who is now a New York Jet. The New Orleans Saints did not retain Sheldon Rankins after his five years since they drafted him back in the first round of the 2015 draft over the last two seasons, having some trouble staying healthy, Sheldon Rankins was. And so you look at his entire stint with the New Orleans Saints and injury questions were really a big part of his story, right? I mean, the moment that he showed up in New Orleans after being drafted, he was only available for half the season after not being able to start the season with an injury, played 16 plus games in two seasons, had his best season in one of those years, which was 2018. He's had only two seasons so far of four or more sacks. Those came in those seasons to where he played uh, his rookie year as well as that 2018 year. And he was only credited with 12 pressures in 2020. So remember that his role was a penetrating three tech. Every now and then he would play one tech, play nose tackle. But for the most part, 
He was a Saints interior pass rusher and just didn't really get that generating over the course of the last couple of seasons. Again, he hasn't really had a fantastic season since the 2018 sort of breakout year that he had, and he only had one season where he had more than five tackles for a loss. So the Saints making the decision to keep David on Yamada, who they re-signed before last season, and they moved on from Sheldon Rankins. They also moved on from Malcolm Brown, the interior nose tackle, about six foot two. 320 pounds. They ended up shipping him over to the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for a seventh round selection, which was traded in order to move up to draft Landon Young out of Kentucky uh, in the sixth round. He had nine tackles for a loss, seven quarterback hits over the course of his two seasons with the New Orleans Saints, which included also three sacks. Those are pretty impressive numbers for somebody that really was the Saints nose tackle, zero tech, one tech. He wasn't really their interior pass rusher, but he was fantastic in run defense as well, totaling 61 tackles over the course of those two seasons. But the Saints have three major holes that they now have to fill along the interior side. The nose tackle, that starter who could come in in terms of the odd man fronts. The Saints played you know, a good bit of three-man front on third downs in particular when they wanted to you know, press the quarterback a little bit and they would send some extra blitzers there, but they would deploy a dime unit. They were actually near the top of the NFL in terms of the number or percentage of dime uh, personnel that they utilize throughout the entire season, according to football outsiders. So they are uh, a team that utilizes that three-man front quite a bit. So we're talking a bit about David Onyemata, but there's also this sort of big hole that they have to fill with Malcolm Brown on his way out. Real quickly, let's go ahead and talk about the new faces in the building before we talk about the folks that are returning. Josiah Bronson coming in from Washington, six foot three, 300 pounds. He was somebody that had dealt with some injuries early on when he was at Temple before heading over to Washington. He's somebody that rotated a bunch with like Osa Odigizua, who was in that same draft class and ended up being being selected. I believe that he is in Dallas, if I remember correctly. Uh, he had one missed tackle and 400 uh, defensive snaps on the defensive line back in 2019. He'll just need some help really with his get off and some burst on the line of scrimmage. Certainly, Ryan Nielsen might be able to help him develop that a little bit more. Wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like uh, Josiah Bronson end up on the practice squad for the New Orleans Saints. Not sure if he's going to be able to push for something on the active roster. However, Lorenzo Neal Jr., the other undrafted free agent that's coming in out of Purdue, certainly can. And that spot is the odd front nose tackle spot that Malcolm Brown ended up vacating with the trade. Six foot three, 200, excuse me, six foot three, 325 pounds. He's the only player on the Saints defensive line, particularly on the interior, that is over 315 pounds. So if you're looking for somebody to be that nose tackle, he certainly has the build for it. Remember, Malcolm Brown, six foot two, 320 pounds, uh, and is the one that ended up being traded away and now has that spot to fill. So he was a top defensive tackle prospect back in 2018, but had an ACL tear at the end of that season that actually sidelined him for the entire 2019. Came back in 2020, but didn't really do too great. But he had a great first three seasons during his time with the Boilermakers. And the final new addition was actually a free agency signing. He was a tryout during minicamp. Albert Huggins, who has played four NFL games in his short career so far, still a young player, uh, ended up being, he was a part of the uh, dominant Clemson defensive line before he came into the NFL. So certainly somebody to keep an eye out on during training camp. So those are the players that are new. Those are the players that the Saints lost over the course of the offseason. Now, we'll take a look at those are return who are returning 
before we turn our attention to those who may stick around, trying to project that defensive tackle roster, especially with the big question mark added with six games of suspension for David Onyemata as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. No projections necessary when it comes to trying to project the best tasting protein bar on the market. Without question, it is Built Bar. And they've got a fantastic rotation on their defensive line. You know, the New Orleans Saints usually put out eight or nine players on their rotation along the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. Built Bar has got you covered with nine flavors that you can rotate, that you could choose, that you can try whenever you like over at Built Bar. Com. Coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, all of it covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Talking 17, 18 grams of protein, but only four or five grams of sugar. And they're also low in calories, low in carbs, and high in fiber as well. So go and check them out over at BuiltBar.com. You can go ahead and grab the full rotation with the sample box, or you can pick your three starters, however you would like, all the way up to just choosing a full box of one starter if you want to go that route as well. Check them out over at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Houdet Nation, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Let's take a look at the New Orleans Saints interior defensive linemen that are going to be returning for the 2021 season. Now, of course, David Onyemata is in that category, but they'll be missing him for six games. So who are some of the other guys that can step into leadership and or starting roles? Well, the two guys that should immediately come to mind are Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach. And I think that those are absolutely the guys that you were already expecting to see take a step forward with the absence of Sheldon Rankins anyway. Now they'll have to take maybe an additional step forward, or at least one of them will, in terms of having to fill in for David Onyemata. So let's start off with Shai Tuttle here. 326 total defensive snaps in 2020. He was a highly graded run defender, actually one of the Saints' best along the defensive line. If you like pro football focus grades, I believe he was a 79.2, 79 plus, which is a pretty good spot for an interior defensive lineman to be and exactly where you want him to be, uh, especially with only having played so few defensive snaps. He's very efficient on the or in the run game. Had only three missed tackles, but was credited with 15 run stops. So he didn't have a lack of missed tackles for any lack of effort. He was certainly showing up there and was efficient while doing it. And it also totaled six pressures as well. We'll talk a little bit about why that doesn't necessarily uh, strike fear in my heart uh, at this moment. But we'll come back around to that. Let's talk first about Malcolm Roach, who also had just six pressures in 2020, but he had those on only 128 pass rushing snaps. And that's the important part. Same thing for Shy Tuttle was a pretty low number there in terms of pass rushing snaps. And of course, he wasn't the Saints lead penetrator in terms of that three tech pass rusher. Neither of these guys really served that role. Uh, Malcolm Rush also had six run stops, excuse me, but only missed one tackle in the 2020 season. Now, if you want to talk a little bit about which one of these guys plays where, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. You could look at it in terms of right and left, but you're not going to get much information from that. Malcolm Roach, 57 uh, pass rush snaps from the left side on the interior, 50 pass rush snaps from the right side on the interior. So not a huge split there. And the margin gets even thinner when it comes to Shy Tuttle, 67 from the left, 70 from the right. So the bottom line is that both of these guys can play left or right. The big question is who's going to be the three tech pass rusher versus who's going to be the, 
you know, guy trying to attack the A gap as the zero or one technique. We certainly saw Malcolm Roach lined up at zero or one technique at a higher percentage than what we saw from Shy Tuttle, who spent most of his time at three tech. Next up, you've got Jalen Dalton returning to this team as well. He didn't get any time in 2020 because he had a an injury that kept him out and sidelined him for the entire season back in August of the 2020 season. So in the preseason before the season got started. Uh, but the Saints still kept him around because they really liked what they saw from him in training camp. So they brought him in on a reserve future deal. And then with that, you end up seeing him get another opportunity here in camp. Definitely somebody to keep an eye out on as the Saints are reportedly pretty high on the player. You've also got Ryan Glasgow, who played two games with the New Orleans Saints last year in 2020, appeared in weeks 11 and 12, the first two games without Drew Brees, and the first two games in which Taysom Hill was your starting quarterback. Three tackles versus Atlanta on only 14 pass, uh, or excuse me, only on 14 defensive snaps as a whole, not regardless of pass, rush, run stop, anything like that. So three tackles, 14 snaps. He was pretty uh, active during that game, but had zero uh, tackles against Denver, but also didn't play a ton of snaps in that game either. He ended up going in sort of, you know, as the game was already sewn up. And then one other player to really keep an eye out on is Christian Ringo. He's designated as a defensive end on the Saints roster, but He's 300 pounds, six foot one. So he really is somebody that has the build more so of an interior defensive lineman, albeit a little bit undersized in terms of height. But he was uh, brought back on a reserve future deal after joining the Saints last year back in November. Uh, So 14 NFL games to his credit, eight games with Green Bay back in 2016, six with Detroit in 2017, hasn't played uh, in a regular season game since 2017, five total tackles during those 14 games. And uh, this will be the fifth team that he's playing on, which doesn't include a potential stint that he could have had last year in the Canadian Football League before they ended up calling their season. Once that happened, he opted out of that season, waited around for a couple of months before the New Orleans Saints brought him in and added him to the practice squad. So a lot of players here that the Saints are at least somewhat familiar with, all the way to players that they're very familiar with. The thing that all these guys have in common is that most of them are either late draft picks or late round draft picks or they're undrafted free agents. The Saints have found ways to really find out how to you know, utilize these guys and develop them, even though they don't have the biggest draft position or highest draft position or biggest draft stock coming into the NFL. So coming up next now, we're going to take a look at which of these guys might stick around and if the New Orleans Saints would need to add anybody else as we try to project the 2021 defensive tackle depth chart here as we continue on with another episode of Locked on Saints. Before we continue on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag, the online sportsbook experts. Go and check them out and get involved in any of the actions you want to get involved in. The NBA Finals continue to roll along. The Bucks continuing to uh, sort of soar back into the series after being down 0-2 in that one. And so they've got another game tomorrow. If you want to get in on the over-under, the money line, the spread, anything that you want to check out, you can see it there. You could also check out props for the NFL going into next season, passing yards leader, rushing yards leader, receiving yards leader, awards, and of course, the MLB as all of those teams continue to move forward to the playoffs. So go and check them out over at betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account. And when you put down your deposit so that you can make your bets, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's with your first deposit, a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
Let's get it. Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode with our projection for the interior defensive line for the New Orleans Saints. One of the, what feels like the biggest question now over on the defensive side, just because of the fact that it's the newest question, but I still think that the bigger need is the cornerback position, but the Saints still will probably have to go out there and look for uh, some potential options over on the defensive side. So first, let's start off with the projection for the roster, and then we're going to talk about some news that came across the cycle today that should be of interest to the New Orleans Saints and New Orleans Saints fans. So remember, David Onyemato should be on the roster, will be on the roster to begin the season. However, he's not going to count against the 53-man count until he is eligible to return from the suspension, and then the Saints will have some time before they bring him back, all these other things. So they can take a little bit of time if they need it, but they'll have him on the roster, but they can still add their usual amount of defensive tackles and interior defensive linemen uh, in addition to him. So last year, the Saints kept five. Let's go with that. So you've got David Onyemata, who doesn't count as one of those five. Then I'm going to go with Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach. Those are obvious. Those guys are making the return for you. They had the most meaningful snaps on the defensive line in terms of the players that are available to you this year, last year. So they make the roster. Jalen Dalton, I'm just going to keep going with the hype. The New Orleans Saints like him. They tell you what you should know. They've told us a lot that Jalen Dalton is somebody to keep an eye out on. So we'll continue to watch him. And then sort of as I alluded to in the very first segment, I'm going to roll with Lorenzo Neal here because I think Lorenzo Neal is your quintessential odd man front nose tackle who the Saints lost with the trade when they traded uh, Malcolm Brown to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the way that I look at it, Lorenzo Neal makes the roster. And then for that fifth spot, I could go with Ryan Glasgow because he has the most NFL experience. You know, I like to rely on NFL experience. So do the New Orleans Saints. But I think if you're going to rely on NFL experience, that means you're going to go out there and you're going to find another vet. So I'm going to go with somebody that's not yet on the roster. So that means Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, Jalen Dalton, Lorenzo Neal, and to be determined to be named. Now, here's a couple of things to keep in mind. The New Orleans Saints may have already made the free agent addition that they need on the interior with Tano Passigno because he played a ton on the interior defensive line for the New Orleans Saints, or excuse me, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you do it by pro football focuses uh, sort of lineup there, some of the ones that they credit to him being an interior, or excuse me, a defensive end, he was actually still technically one of the guys on the inside because the Kansas City Chiefs spent so much time rushing a Rio or a Leo linebacker over on the right or left side as a stand-up edge rusher, that he still played with techniques that feel like an interior defensive lineman with somebody as an edge rusher over on the outside of you. So do keep that in mind as well. If the New Orleans Saints don't add anybody, it might be because they feel like they already have the solution, just at a different position designation. However, if they do want to add an interior defensive lineman, a more formal interior defensive lineman, they can go that route. We did get news from Ian Rappaport this morning that Geno Atkins was cleared mid-June and will be meeting with teams here soon. So that's good news for Geno Atkins, who's looking to make his return, and great news for the New Orleans Saints, who are in need of an interior defensive line presence if they don't feel like that answer is already on the roster. Another name to keep an eye out on that I haven't really talked about much yet, and that's Jarrell Casey. Jarrell Casey will be entering his 11th season in the NFL, and so far has only played two seasons where he's had less than 15 games in which he's appeared. Now, those two seasons have been the two most recent seasons, but 2019, his final season with Tennessee and his final Pro Bowl season after going five Pro Bowl seasons in a row, 
he ended up playing 14 games there. So still not terrible. However, last year in his return to Denver, it got cut a little short, only got three games in in that season. But the injury, usually when you hear about an 11th year interior defensive lineman, or let's just say defensive lineman, you hear about an injury that ends their season, you get a little concerned. But there is a little bit of reason to breathe easy on this one. It was a bicep injury, which is still a pretty bad injury. Obviously, it ended a season, but it wasn't a lower body ligament injury like we've seen players have to return from like Sheldon Rankins, things like that. And maybe that's just something that we're a little bit more sensitive to in New Orleans than maybe uh, we are elsewhere. But the fact that it wasn't a lower body ligament or lower body soft tissue injury gives me a little bit more, I'll say, uh, I don't want to say hope, but comfortability around the fact that he would be coming off of an injury. And if nothing else, it probably makes him a little bit cheaper as a veteran uh, joining a team as well. Now, he played a lot on the edge throughout his time and over his career, but also played a lot on the interior, moved to the interior later on in his career, particularly during his time with the uh, Tennessee Titans, but started to do it a little bit uh, as well. But when it came down to where he got his sacks, his final season that he played a pretty much a full uh, season there, which was in 2019. Got him from three tech, got him from one tech, got it from the edge on both even and odd fronts. He also ran stunts and twists. He played a little bit of uh, two eyes, uh, two so two inside technique, a little bit of four technique. I mean, the guy played everywhere. And if that doesn't scream New Orleans Saints defensive line rotation to you, then I don't know what does, aside from the fact that he also has a wicked interior spin move, which we know that the Saints also really like. So 10-year veteran, 15 or 16 games in seven of his uh, seasons, or excuse me, eight of his seasons up until the last two. And then, of course, only played three in that 2020 season. But again, that injury doesn't bother me too terrible much. So New Orleans Saints have those options out there. We talked about a couple others in last week's episodes as well. Guys like Damon Harrison, uh, Kawan Short, who's a former Carolina Panther. We know the Saints love those. But if you're going to ask me who my top two options are, I'm probably going to say Jarrell Casey and Geno Atkins if you can get them on the cheap. You might be able to go cheaper and you might be able to go to somebody that has a more friendly contract so you can continue to focus on the big need, which is that second cornerback position. But if you're looking for somebody and a veteran to go along with Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, uh, Jalen Dalton, Lorenzo Neal before David Onyemata comes back and somebody that you can still utilize when David Onyemata comes back, the versatility of Jarrell Casey feels like a very, very good way to go. And the experience of Geno Atkins as well, obviously a really strong solution in that problem as well. All right, family. So that is the interior defensive line projection for the New Orleans Saints. We only have two positions left to take a look at. That's the edge rusher spot ahead of camp, as well as, of course, special teams. Locked on special teams is on the way. Tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. The question for you all, though, is... If, the, if there was another expansion team added to the NFL, which players would you protect if given the option to protect three players from being drafted? We'll ask that question on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, but feel free to chime in in reviews uh, down below in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or in the Locked on Saints Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints. Now that you're done here, make sure you check out the Locked on Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Get all the sports news that you need in less than 20 minutes. And don't forget to check out the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast with Vinny Iyer as well to get everything that you need to dominate your fantasy football leagues. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, I appreciate y'all and everything that you do. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and Emma trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.